You're listening to The Angry Mason, building a hot shit podcast brick by brick. I'm your hot shit host, Angry Mason Ryan, and here's my podcast partner, Angry Mason Dan. Ryan, this week it's just you and me, uh, no honorary Angry Masons. Yes, it's more of an intimate setting, wouldn't you say? Oh, oh yes, very intimate. Yes, like, who knows, maybe one of us will shampoo the other's hair and when I'm in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that's going to happen. No. I, well, let's I not, I don't think let's not rule happen. anything out. It's going to be a long week. So. All right, you know what? Let's put a pin in that and we'll get back to that in a few weeks when you're here in Colorado. I mean, uh, we are going to be doing a special remote podcast. So uh, who knows what will happen? There's no rules. It's going to be short bus special. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's exactly what it's going to be. Well, uh, how's your week been, Ryan? How are things going? Um, same old, same old. I actually mm-hmm. got a match on that Bumble. Oh, and, Bumble uh, update. Okay. Yeah, yeah, bump date. And mm-hmm. I said, uh, yes, please match us. And the oh. lady had 24 hours to respond and make it a match. And, um, and? she didn't. Oh. So moving Ouch. on. All right, so uh, Bumble's good for the cold feeling of rejection, then. Yeah, because I didn't have quite enough of that in my life, so I needed it virtually. (laughs) Did you have to pay for this? (laughs) I chose to pay for it, and just like I chose to be an idiot. Yeah. All right, well, now regretting that. Okay, well. uh, I don't regret it, but I do both rue and lament it. It could be worse. That's all I'm saying. At least you were matched with somebody. That's progress. Yeah, but uh, in one of the pictures she had online, she was wearing a Patriots jersey, so I don't really feel like I've lost anything. And why would you even respond to that? I mean, I would have just sent some insults and moved on and called it a day. Uh, Dan, do you know what a hate fuck is? (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, okay. Well, you know, whatever makes you happy, Ryan. (laughs) Hate fucks make me happy. Well, that's good. All right. Well, so I guess that's your week. Uh, for me, I guess the highlight of my week is I uh, finally got to see Captain Marvel this weekend. Nice, nice. Don't spoil it, damn it. Ah, uh, okay. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll just give you a quick review. No spoilers. All right. Um, I'll have to say it was pretty good. I'd give it uh, seven and a half, maybe eight out of ten. I'm feeling generous. So I'll say eight out of ten. And uh, the highlight for me had to be uh, seeing Sam Jackson bring back Nick Fury. He's awesome. Nice. And from what I understand, it's set in the 90s, so they had a soundtrack exclusively from the 90s. So, uh, oh, yeah. tell me, Dan, was that one song on there? The 25 oh. years of my life and no. still no. trying to get up there. God damn it, of hope. Don't you dare. No. For a destination. <laughs> it's true. It was in the 90s. They don't let you forget about it. Uh, you saw in the trailer, she crashes into a blockbuster uh, and then immediately cues the... Uh, the nineties girl band uh, soundtrack after that. But uh, seeing Nick Fury, uh, seeing Sam Jackson de-aged, they did a great job. Uh, if no one had told me, I may not have you know, realized if I didn't know who Sam Jackson was, it was that good. So, but I will give you one minor spoiler. The uh, best part of the movie, Goose the Cat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. He obviously, uh, he, he stole the show. Uh, Goose the Cat is my new favorite. Uh, I've already uh, ordered my Fun Pop Goose the Cat doll. It's on its way. You need more adult friends, I think. 
like oh. someone else oh. to talk to. Well, you know, that's hurtful, but there's a lot of people out there that agree with me. Uh, Goose was amazing and uh, the star of the third act of the movie. You'll see. Uh, you need to get out there and check this movie out, Ryan. It was pretty awesome. And I will say uh, the end credit scenes that I won't tell you what was in them got me super stoked for Avengers. Not that far from now. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I would have uh, would have gone out and seen it last Sunday if there wasn't some kind of temporal theft. But we'll get into that later. Ah, yeah, those bastards. Yeah, stole a little bit of my soul that night. Okay, well, uh, you know what, Ryan? Let's go ahead and we'll kick off the show with a little bit of Wacky News. So, Ryan, this first story... All right, I'm going to admit it. It's not that wacky, but when you hear it, I'll explain to you why I wanted to talk about it anyway. All right, hit me with it. All right, so a uh, diamond trader, 65 years old, a billionaire, okay? This guy is just filthy, filthy rich. He's a Belgian-Israeli dual national, uh, national, okay? Uh, Apparently, uh, he died recently during a penis enlargement surgery, uh, which triggered a heart attack. Wait, what? That's a thing? Exactly. That's why I wanted to bring this up. They say money can't buy everything, but apparently if you're a billionaire, uh, you can get surgery and uh, have your Johnson lengthened. Well, I mean, if you live through it, I guess. (laughs) Well, okay. Yeah, with that one caveat, ideally, you would like to be alive at the end of the surgery to appreciate it. But I just wonder how that works. Do they, like, stretch it in a device? Do they, like put a cadaver penis on you like can i go get a foot long black man's penis that would be pretty awesome um that's kind of weird and slightly racist and uh (laughs) well you know i mean is it really do you think there's any black man out there that's complaining that people assume he has a big penis i haven't surveyed every black man on earth no i I don't know well in the in the small sample size you have seen uh what did they what did you think um that question has never come up so <laughs> oh okay yeah now, right. i don't know how they do the procedure i imagine they just i don't know shoot it up with like some silly putty or something <laughs> yeah i thought maybe they inject it with silicone or something and uh, sort of smooth it out there and give it a nice a uh, nice heft uh, but i guess we'll never know uh, all i know is that it clearly can be deadly so uh, maybe reconsider that option you know what if i ever do have this procedure i'm going to put in my living will that if i die finish the surgery anyway I'm going to have an open casket from the waist down. (laughs) That's awesome. I'll remember that last wish for you. (laughs) All right. Keep that in mind. Okay. Well, uh, let's move on to a a little stories that are a little more odd and a little less phallic. Uh, This first one comes from Phoenix, Arizona, Ryan. Ah, yes. The Great White North. Mm, Okay. Well, uh, you know, one uh, interesting fact about Arizona, Ryan, they do not observe daylight savings time. They are, uh, maybe some of them are smarter than us. Yeah, maybe they are. Okay. Just All right, but we'll get that. into that. We'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, but let me set the scene for this next story, Ryan. Imagine uh, you are sleeping and uh, you wake up because you hear some noise and you water into your kitchen only to find a strange man there cooking and eating your food. What the hell, man? Yeah. I, I mean, to me, that's a good way to get shot, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you don't eat my food. I mean, breaking into my house, that's one thing. But you start helping yourself to my fridge, we go round and round. 
Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Joey and friends. He uh, doesn't like to share his food. I think you're you're sort of the same way. So, um, well, uh, it was uh, on a Friday night, and uh, and it was only seven thirty. By the way, Phoenix police responded to a burglary call in an apartment. Uh, when they arrived, the uh, suspect was just sort of standing there in the front balcony. Apparently, um, the uh, two roommates had uh, woke up to the smell of something burning. Ryan, and when they got out there, it turns out this man had uh, been trying to cook tortillas on the stove without a pan. What What the hell? This guy is some kind of connoisseur. I'm just going to fry tortillas right on the thing. <laughs> well, apparently they say he tried to cook three of them because the first two burned. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can't just cook them like straight on the stove. Uh, well, uh, apparently they said uh, uh, when they came out there, he was cooking the tortillas and eating a can of soup. Uh, and then while they called the police, he just sort of hung out and stayed on their front balcony. Uh, this is, may come as a surprise to you, but the man was extremely drunk. Oh, Jesus. It's the sun. It has to be the sun that causes the craziness that says, oh, I'll just stop in some random stranger's apartment and help myself to their soup and tortillas. Mm. Well, you know what? You might be onto a theory there, Ryan, because not only does the sun make people do wacky things in Phoenix, but as you always know, it makes someone do something wacky in Florida. And our next stop is going to be with a Florida man. Of course. Mm-hmm. Now, this one's in Oldsmar, Florida. Where the hell's that? I want to say that's a suburb of Orlando, but mm-hmm. I'm probably well, it's wrong. it's Pinell- Pinellas County. Okay, so this story, Ryan, uh, it's more than a little bit disturbing. Uh, and uh, there is a lesson to be learned at the end of the story. So make sure you're you're taking notes. Oh, hold on. I need pen and paper. Hold on. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Make sure you get right. this. Okay. Ready? No. Okay. Have, okay. Uh, and go. Now. Okay. Do it now. Uh, an Oldsmar man was arrested after allegedly recording himself having sex with his Siberian Husky. Jesus fuck. <sighs> Why are you sticking your dick into a perfectly innocent animal? I mean... Now, you know, I have to tell you that... Uh, I've I've discussed with you the canine conspiracy to murder their owners. And, and people have always said to me, Dan, that's ridiculous. What kind of motive would dogs have to kill their owners? I think we found it right here, Ryan. Sexual abuse. Yeah, that's how it starts, the cycle. But you know mm-hmm. what? Maybe, maybe, and I'm not defending this guy at all, because uh, having sex with, with animals is not great. Okay, I'm gonna make okay. that strong statement. That's right a quote. There. They're gonna yeah. put that on the back of a book cover one day by you, and it's gonna say, <laughs> "Sex with animals, not great." <laughs> no, no, and I'll stand by that. But mm. um, what if, what if he caught his dog plotting to kill him, and he was just showing him who's boss? Oh, like who's dominant? Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, apparently, what happened here is. Uh, The investigation began a month ago when someone reported to Pinellas County Animal Services seeing video and photographs on the internet of a man having sex with a dog. Uh, So the detectives obtained the photos and video showing a man dressed in a dog costume molesting a husky. The dog was in distress, they say, and tried to run away. Now, now hold on, okay? This guy fucking a dog, that's fucked up, right? But where Uh are you going on the internet to find videos and pictures of this shit. Okay, exactly. don't try to play it off as like this is some kind of public service. 
you are dog rape adjacent okay <laughs> yeah uh, they they had to be visiting that part of the internet where those sort of videos are posted i would have to say so um well, investigators were able to trace the video and photos back to the man. Uh, his name is Nichols. They interviewed him, and he admitted to making the video with his dog named Ember and posting it online. Damn. First, he gave it a name like Ember. Is that Was that to make it more sexy for you? <laughs> like, what uh, the? Yeah. Oh, gave it a stripper name because, uh, <laughs> you know, that's just going to make that dog way more appealing. Well, he was charged with, uh, he had 10 charges of uh, prohibition of certain acts in connection with obscene materials um, when uh, all sorts of videos were found in his bedroom and the videos show unidentified people having sex with dogs. Uh, he's in jail right now with a $10,000 bail. Uh, so the lesson here, Ryan, is if you're going to do something uh, depraved and illegal, you should not videotape it. Yeah, that's that's a lesson. How about don't fuck dogs? Maybe that's... <laughs> Maybe that's a better lesson. All right. Okay. We'll put that one right above it. Uh, but the reason I say is don't videotape it is that it moves us right into our next story, Ryan. Uh, it's not from Florida, but it's from Knoxville, Tennessee. So close enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Geologic or geographically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Easy for you to say. Well, I, I get paid to speak for a living. That's, <laughs> that's right. Well, uh, you know, Ryan, uh, I was in the service industry Uh, for many years as a server and later a restaurant manager. And uh, nothing annoys you more than having a regular guest who just doesn't tip. Oh, that's the worst. Anyone handling your food, you give extra money to. That's that's like the rule. That is wise. Yes, that is wise. And uh, this story is going to back that up because a Blount County man was charged with dipping his testicles in a delivery customer's salsa uh, and videotaping it and being posted online. You know what? This is why you don't hire a guy whose nickname is Saucy Balls. All right. <laughs> he put it right there on the resume, you know, yeah. uh, a.k.a. Saucy Balls. And then uh, you give him a you give him a job where he's dealing with people's food. It might not have been the best idea. No, no. I mean, the guy is sitting there thinking, yeah, that's salsa. I'm going to dip my balls in that. If this going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potato. Well, apparently there's a uh, low-tipping customer who ordered all the time, and uh, he thought it would be a good idea uh, to uh, videotape himself dipping his balls in the man's salsa. That salsa was delivered and consumed by the man. Uh, so uh, this delivery driver, Ryan, he was arrested and charged, and he was charged with a felony. You, you probably should, yeah. If I get fucking ball here in my salsa i'm suing somebody i want to see prison time damn it yeah you know what i'm not upset to hear that uh, there's a big penalty for dipping your genitals uh, into somebody's food i'm i'm not upset about that at all now i have been some places where you have to pay extra to get that but uh that hasn't been in the u.s so hmm. fucking health okay. codes <laughs> that's right that's right All right, so uh, that was a couple of really stupid people, Ryan. And uh, I figure, you know what? Why not not go ahead and continue that theme? This uh, next one is about a young person who's mauled by a cougar. Oh, now you're talking my language. Uh, No, this was actually a mom who was mauled by a cougar at a zoo. Oh. Oh, that's less sexy. It is. Uh, It is, but... uh, 
this is a sad example of an unfortunate phenomenon, Ryan, where people do stupid ass things uh, to get a great selfie. And that's what happened here. Uh, the woman was at a zoo and uh, there's a cougar there. And she thought, heck, I'm just going to hop over this railing and get close to the uh, chain link fence. So uh, she backs up to the chain link fence, puts up the camera to take her selfie. That's when the cougar comes over, uh, sticks his paw uh, through the fence and takes a big swipe at the woman, leaving a huge wound on her arm. Uh, the jaguar's sharp claws easily sliced her skin open. Yeah, that's what they're designed to do. What? How? Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. if you get injured taking a selfie, you deserve whatever you get. You fucking narcissistic shit. Yeah, uh, I, I I think you're about right there. I mean, uh, this, this woman is uh, definitely a candidate for the Darwin Awards. Uh... <laughs> because uh, you, you don't get ri- you don't get right next to natural predators and then uh, take s- selfies with them. It's just not a great idea. No. First of all, you're going to spoil the animal's appetite, all right? Second of all, now they're going to have a taste for human flesh. So if they ever get out, well, that's just pandemonium. And third of all, <laughs> maybe we should explain what the Darwin Awards are, because I don't know if everyone has actually heard of those. Uh, well, yeah, pretty much it's uh, what you think it is. Uh, Darwin is famous for evolution. And uh, these are people who maybe are proving that theory that uh, the weak uh, just don't make it. Yeah, the uh, the species that are more able to adapt survive, basically That's is it. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. some people just do not adapt to their surroundings. Uh, yeah, like being at a zoo and thinking it's a good idea to take a selfie. Here, Here's an interesting... Uh, statistic for you ryan 259 people have died since 2011 while attempting to take a selfie oh why do i think that's not enough (laughs) (laughs) those are just the ones that are reported uh and uh actually uh the truth of the matter is uh most of those deaths have happened in the last few years there were just a couple in 2011 and the pace has been accelerating uh the most common uh places are india russia and the united states and pakistan uh, we account for 75% of the uh, reported selfie deaths. What, USA is only number three? Come on. Mm-hmm. We could do better than that, Americans. <laughs> USA. USA. <laughs> well, apparently it's a big uh, trend in China for people to climb skyscrapers. They uh, sort of break in uh, to the roof area and then climb untethered, climb to the tops of antennas or the tops of skyscrapers to take selfies. You could not pay me enough uh, to get on top of a skyscraper uh, without some sort of tether or a helicopter or something like that. It's just not happening. And uh, it's not worth it. It's <laughs> just not worth it uh, to plunge to your death uh, over a selfie. Yeah, I hate, I'm not often at a loss for words, but there's nothing I could say that wouldn't sound crass and or potentially uh, racist. So I'm just mm. going to mm-hmm. pass that one up. You, f- you find yourself in that predicament a lot. Um, not intentionally. <laughs> okay, all right. It was worse when well, I didn't have that filter. Much worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, so much that was worse. a that was a long year, twenty eighteen. So, <laughs> well, our last story, Ryan, uh, comes from overseas, uh, in Britain, uh, where they're going through some kind of mess with Brexit or something. Uh, but uh, maybe that's inspiring them to curse just a little more than no- than normal. Really. Um, that's, I'm, you know, always true. a fan of a good curse word. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, they use a little bit different vocabulary on the other side of the pond than we do. And uh, recently, 
UK communications regulator, uh, Ofcom, came up with a, a big survey where they asked people to rank the strength of different swear words. And I thought we'd just run down this list a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, hopefully there's no sensitive ears listening. So if you've got some kids in the background, uh, they're about to learn some English swear words. So watch You're going to learn today, you little bitches. <laughs> so they um, categorized the swear words mild, medium, strong, and then strongest. So uh, let's okay, just start like there. With... sauce. That's right. Yeah. So let's yeah. start with some mild, mild wing sauce. Uh, they've got arse, uh, bloody, bugger, uh, crap. Uh, get this, ginger. Ginger is <laughs> is a mildly offensive curse word, apparently in Britain. So sorry about that, ginger. Sorry, yeah, they, Katie. They do not like redheads over there, do they? I don't think they do. I wonder if they throw them off the cliffs of Dover or something like that. Well, they used to burn them at the stake, I think. But uh, oh. uh, point of uh, point of order, uh, real mm-hmm. quick, is I know it's spelled A R S E. It and is. to us in the states, it's like it's arse, which mm-hmm. sounds fucking ridiculous because it is. But it if is. you say it with like an English accent, where you kind of gloss over the R, it kind of sounds like os. You know, I see. So it's not as you know, right in your face like like we say like ass. It is. Uh, I mean, I think we're just a little more crude, but isn't that what the uh, English are are known for? They're known for their sophistication and manners, right? Exactly. They eat croissants. We eat the sandwich with bacon. <laughs> the next section is medium, and it starts with, uh, oh, silent R. Asshole? Hmm? Did I say it better? Asshole? Better, yeah. Ours? Okay, all right. Uh, kind of like balls. Madonna level of English accents. But, yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. All right, I'll take <laughs> it. That's, that's authentic right there. So other ones under medium spicy are balls, uh, bint, B-I-N-T. I don't know what that one is. Yeah, uh, Bitch, bollocks, bullshit, feck, F-E-K. So is that just a uh, more polite version uh, of the R four-letter F-word? I would have to guess that's like what pussies would say fuck. I don't know. <laughs> okay. If you're going right. to say fuck, just say fuck, okay? Yeah, yeah, don't put feck in there. Come on, English It's people. no big it's fucking deal. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, rounding out the medium spicy category, munter. Pissed or pissed off, shit, son of a bitch, and tits. Come on, tits is a is a mediumly offensive word. Yeah, that's it's not on the par with shit. And I have no idea what a munter is. I don't know. It's a mystery. Hmm. If any of our uh, audience knows what a munter is, please share. You know what, Ryan? I'm going to consult the Google machine. <laughs> What did you find out there? <laughs> According to UrbanDictionary.com, a, a munter is a woman of such hideous physical appearance that one would rather scour one's eyes out than snatch a glimpse of her. Uh, and the example they have is, Jesus, Carl, that bird you pulled last night was all the munter in the world. She looked like her body had a reaction to her arse <laughs> and prolapsed her colon through her neck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find it funny till that last part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you see the English are adept at making horrifically offensive things sound not so bad. No, I mean, if some English person called me a munter, they're like, hey, thanks, you don't have to say that. 
Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, that was medium spicy. Now we're getting into the good stuff. Uh, this is the strong ones. All right. Uh, all right. And we've got bastard starts off of the list. Really? Okay. okay. Uh, and then and then beaver. <laughs> really? I know. I know. They're easily offended over there. And you know they have nudity on TV all the time, but they can't say the word beaver. All right. Well, get this one, Ryan. Beef curtains. Now that's just that's a classic. <laughs> Uh, uh, then we got clunge, cock, dick, dickhead, uh, fanny, flaps, uh, gash, <laughs> knob, uh, minge, prick, punani, uh, pussy, snatch, and then, of course, twat. Yeah, just another point of order. Fanny does not mean the same thing over there as it does in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like a lot of these words here all meant the same thing. Yeah, fanny is more like uh, front butt, if you know what I mean. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, there's only three of the strongest uh, category, uh, the super spicy words, and that would be cunt, fuck, and motherfucker. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, used to be back in the day, you know, you call a woman the C word. That's mm-hmm. when you are like pouring kerosene on the bridge and just throwing a whole book of lit matches at it. That's when you realize you really put your foot in your mouth when you spit that out and that silence. Uh, yeah. Right after that, there's no going back from that word. At least but, that's how it was when we were younger. But nowadays, people are so desensitized to it. Like in traffic, especially down here in season, I have to make up my own cuss words just to just to get my <laughs> point across. Like, huh. I mean, okay, I probably shouldn't call an old lady driving somewhere a shit cunt, but I do. I do it on a regular <laughs> basis. And if I could think of a worse word, I would come up with it and scream that too. <laughs> I think that's pretty creative. I mean, you kind of shoved two curse words together there and then came up with something new. You better trademark that quick. Yeah, I better get like 32 cents every time someone says it. <laughs> ah, somewhere there's a register dinging right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, those were some curse words from over on the other side of the pond. Uh, I have to say, uh, you know, if we're going to go through this whole list here, Munter kind of takes the cake. Uh, I, I, I got to say that's my new favorite word. Uh, maybe I'll use that on some people and they'll have no idea what I'm saying. Yeah, and then they'll they'll probably call you something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're probably right. All right, so uh, that's enough wacky news for this week, Ryan. Let's go ahead and move into something else that makes us happy. Let's talk about the Florida Gators. So, Ryan, the uh, Florida Gators recently released their schedule for 2019, and it's uh, a bit unusual, isn't it? First off, how about them Gators? Woo! <laughs> That's right. Yes, this uh, this Florida Gators schedule football is uh, quite unlike many, many seasons preceding it. First mm-hmm. off, they get to start a week before the season officially starts. So they're playing, uh, they're calling it a week zero game against that makes no sense to me well it's with uh the miami university of miami hurricanes and it's in orlando so Ah. no it's like watching two florida men fight it doesn't make much sense but it's a hell of a fucking spectacle (laughs) well you know that's unusual on a number of levels first of all uh the gators usually and are renowned for opening against a cupcake team that first week and instead, they're going to kick off things a week early against the Hurricanes. Uh, you know, that's unusual. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, still kind of cupcake-ish. <laughs> Just kidding, Hurricanes <laughs> fans. Oh, sorry about that. Well, and then also uh, they managed to make it a neutral site. Now, I got to say, if they're going to have it there in the Citrus Bowl, there's probably going to be a lot more Gator fans there than Hurricanes fans. I would imagine. I would imagine, especially that mm-hmm. uh, area of Florida. And what yeah. makes this odd is it's the first of two neutral site games that they'll be playing this year, not counting a bowl game. What else uh, What else is crazy about their schedule this year? Three bye weeks. Three How do you even fit that in there? How does that happen? It is a rarity, which probably could only happen with this week zero game. But now they have that all-important bye before their FCS opponent, University of Tennessee Martin. Oh, good old Tennessee Martin. So it's a good thing they'll have an extra week to break down that game plan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, the week after Tennessee Martin? Uh, that would be Kentucky, where we mm. hopefully will go to Kentucky and make them eat their own shit. We're going to make them eat our shit, then shit out our shit, and then eat their shit that's made up of our shit that we made them eat. Well, so I think they'll probably be using some of that bye week to plan ahead for Kentucky. That's just my guess. Yeah, probably, probably. And then they have another bye week. Let's see. Uh, Right before the world's largest outdoor cocktail party against Georgia. Mm -hmm. um, That's probably going to be the most challenging game for the Mighty Gators on this schedule. Yes. And then the third bye week comes right before we push Florida State shit in. (laughs) Is that uh, is that in Tallahassee? Isn't it this year? No, it's in it Gainesville. In? Oh, then they're really gonna get they're really gonna they're really gonna yeah. get pounded. Uh, it's, oh it's gonna yeah, be ugly. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, I can't God. wait that. So so if they're at home against FSU, that means they must be on the road probably against LSU, huh? Yes, they are at LSU. Okay. Uh, their biggest home games. We have Tennessee at home. We have Auburn at home. It's the first time we played them in a little while. Oh, okay. Um, Vandy at home. That's probably going to be our homecoming game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So, real interesting schedule there. And uh, the good news is, the, you know, you can look at it optimistically. We've got one less week to wait for Florida football. Damn right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, so that's what's going on with the Gators. Uh, but, you know, just before recording today, uh, we heard uh, some breaking news from the NFL Kind of a big story, Ryan. Odell Beckham Jr. has been traded to the Cleveland Browns. Who did he piss off? I mean, (laughs) I guess it's not that bad now. I guess they're, you know, the Browns are doing better. And it's going to team him up again with his uh, college teammate Mm -hmm. uh, from LSU, Jarvis Landry. Well, you know, Landry was their number one receiver uh, pretty much this past season. And so drew a bunch of coverage. But now that you've got Odell Beckham Jr., on the other side of the field, you got to think that Landry's just going to destroy things underneath. You know who has the biggest uh, preopism for this is Baker Mayfield. Oh, oh yeah, I mean he had, he did a really great job last year in his rookie season, and now look, he's got two amazing weapons on offense. I'm kind of excited to watch these Browns next year, uh, you know, and uh, see what happens when they play the Steelers. You know, they've got a lot of years of pent up frustration, and the Steelers are in a little bit of a decline now that you know, their biggest stars seem to want to get out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know what? I'll be the first to admit when I'm wrong. You won't hear mm-hmm. it often because I'm not really wrong that often, but, uh, yeah, I thought, uh, Baker Mayfield was going to be the MVP of the XFL 
And uh, ah. yeah, here he is. He's surrounded by great weapons. They can keep a, a good or at least decent offensive line in front of them. They're going to do some things. Maybe. I agree. Maybe the P word. Maybe. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Uh, let's hope that that's the case for Landry's sake. Let's, you know, one thing that's guaranteed is it's going to be entertaining. It's either going to be a, a great combination that's going to lead to big things in the playoffs, or it's going to be a spectacular failure and they're going to crash and burn. And either way, we will be entertained. Oh, absolutely. Get the popcorn ready. <laughs> All right. So uh, that was a little bit of football update. If you didn't notice, well, we already missed football season and uh, it's only March. So we got well, a little AAF ways to wait. isn't cutting it. God damn it. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, it's exciting, it's exciting, but uh, uh, I've only seen highlights. I, I'm not even sure when they play or how to watch it, and uh, I bet most people don't. I don't I don't know. Do you, do you think the AAF's around in three years? Oh, in three years, I'm sure they'll have merged by, with the XFL, and by four to five years, they will be defunct. Agreed. I just don't think there's enough appetite for football all year round to support all those leagues. They're just starting it too soon. Right. Like, yeah. I, I'm not jonesing for football yet. You know what I'm jonesing for? It? April, May, June. That's what I'm hoping to see football. Agreed. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of timing. So maybe they move around that uh, beginning of their season just a little bit. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'm not holding out hope, even though I am happy that the old ball coach is coaching again. Uh, but and he's undefeated, baby. Well, of course he is. He's a real coach. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's what happens. All right. So that was a little bit of football, uh, Ryan. It's time for us to start a new segment that we've been working on. We're going to talk about. We're going to peer into the paranormal, and this week we're going to talk a little bit about time travel. All of a sudden, I feel like I should put on a scarf and give myself a perm. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's uh, that's from the Tom Baker era of Doctor Who, and uh, that's what was on uh, BBC, I guess, or, or public. I guess it wasn't even BBC then. It was uh, probably on public television, and uh, we were seeing it delayed just a bit. But that's what I think of in my brain uh, is Tom Baker, just like you. So, um, so Ryan, uh, you know, you know me very well, and uh, I have a weak spot for stories, uh, whether they be books or movies, about time travel. I just love it. In fact, yeah, that was the only way I could convince you to do this peer into the paranormal bit that we'll use on occasion <laughs> when we're running low on ideas. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, time travel, it can be woo creepy. You know, like you see those, sure. like I remember seeing those pictures years ago of like of the Marx Brothers holding iPhones or whatnot. I mean, Photoshop sure is fun, isn't it? But there are like stories that you'd be like, oh, well, that, that could be a thing. I tend to believe, you know, and it's funny because I don't really believe in ghosts. I do believe time travel is possible. And if it's possible at all, then someone in the future has invented it and they've already come back to visit us. Well, here's the thing, right? Because not only are we traveling through time in a linear fashion, but we're also traveling through space. So whoever makes up a time machine would actually have to make a time slash space machine. 
You just hurt my brain. Yeah. Well, we're hurtling through the universe, right? Uh, That's true. Orbiting the sun. And if you actually see one of the models of how our solar system uh, operates, you'll see that the sun is on a trajectory and all the planets are kind of like whirling in its wake, you know? So we are not in the same place in space today that we were, say, 10 years ago. Jesus! <laughs> you just made that so complicated, all right? Let's just say if they've got the technology to be able to travel through time, then they probably have the technology to fold space and get to be where they need to be. So that's what I'm going to go with, Ryan. I know it's possible. I mean, hell, we were visited by a time-traveling unicorn. That was a special case, and the more we talk about it, the more that unicorn may come back. <laughs> all right, well, all right, I won't talk about it then. I want to, but I won't. So instead, what we've done uh, with much debate is put together the official Angry Masons Top 5 Time Travel Movies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, this list was not unanimous, Ryan. You and I disagreed quite a bit on it. It took some arm twisting to get number five on the list, but... Uh... It's there, mm. and I'm glad I'm glad of it, and I stand by it. All right. I have a few caveats, but we'll go ahead and start with number five, uh, and that would be Hot Tub Time Machine. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you insisted on this. I would not have put it in the top five. That's because you have no whimsy, Dan. You have no whimsy. <laughs> I did like the film. I did like it quite a bit. Uh, so I went ahead and acquiesced. Number five, Hot Tub Time Machine. Why did you... Insist on it being on this list, Ryan. Oh, just because it's one of the more hilarious movies I've seen. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but when uh, Craig Robinson's character calls his wife, oh, hilarity ensues. <laughs> I agree, and I do love that film. Uh, so I'm, I wouldn't put it in my top five time travel movies. Uh, I'd maybe put it in my top 20 comedies or something like that. I actually really liked Hot Tub Time Machine too, uh, which didn't even have Cusack in it. Nah, but is that a bad thing? No. No, I guess I guess it's not. No. Uh, it had all the important people in it. Well, all right, so that's number five, Hot Tub Time Machine. Number four is a little-known movie uh, that I actually got you to watch years ago, Ryan, and that's called Primer. This was a brilliant movie, and the first time you watch it, you most likely will get lost. But the second time you Absolutely. watch it, it uh, it really starts to fill in the gaps of, of your imagination. And the thing is, is that uh, it is not it is a dense movie. Uh, it does not uh, it does not hold your hand and walk things through it. You've got to kind of figure it out as you go. It's made on a shoestring budget and it's about a bunch of guys who invent a time machine in their garage, basically. And then, uh, of course, uh, horrible things uh, ensue after that. And uh, really, um, at number four, maybe we rated it just a little low at number four, but it definitely deserves to be in our list here of top five. Yeah, I feel it's too low just because the way they were able to weave that narrative on the budget that they have, tackling mm -hmm. uh, a subject that, you know, Hollywood movie studios spend billions on effects for, is just brilliant. Just a brilliant little movie. Uh, I agree, you know, and number three here is uh, another point of contention for us about where we were going to put Primer. Uh, I think you probably would have put it here at number three, uh, but uh, number three is actually Groundhog Day. And Ryan, this is an American classic, and you admitted to me you have not watched the whole movie. 
Nah, it's like I get it. Yeah. Oh, he's living the same day over and over. Cool. Cool. You know that's hurtful. That's hurtful. It's Bill, one of Bill Murray's finest. One of my favorite actors. How dare you, sir? Hey, uh, you know it's just not. It uh, doesn't speak to me. All right. Well, Groundhog Day, an American classic, loved by millions. Uh, Ryan says, "Meh." Yeah. Well, sometimes the masses are asses, so I'm just going to let that okay. statement right. lie there. You are, you are horribly, horribly wrong, sir, uh, but uh, we will carry on. All right. So at uh, number two, uh, Terminator and T2, the Terminator series. Uh, I'm forgetting everything after T2 because, uh, according to Cameron, those don't actually exist, and the newest sequel is going to pick up right after T2. So uh, ter- the first Terminator and T2, uh, number two in our list there. What do you think of that, Ryan? Uh, I think that I enjoyed the movies more, uh, when they originally came out. Um, like, I don't know if I could go back and watch it and still feel the same. It's, you know, I, I don't know if it's just been referenced to death or if it's me. That's no, what changed, it is, but... is the sequels that came after T2 that were progressively worse and worse that sort of ran it into the ground. That's yeah. What, it kind of, that's what happened. It. Yeah. It's true. But if you go back, I have watched the original Terminator, uh, you know, recently. Uh, I have it on Blu-ray and uh, it holds up over time. It's still an excellent movie. And T2 is uh, probably one of the, you know, it's in our top five time travel, but it could easily uh, be in one of the top five or top 10 action films of all time as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm old enough to remember seeing it in the theater and it was pretty dope. Yeah, that liquid metal Terminator was state-of-the-art special effects at the time. Yeah, that's the key phrase, at the time. (laughs) Yeah, well, all right, so that's number two. And number one here, and I hope you agree, uh, I really gave you no choice uh, and put this at number one uh, because it is in my uh, top three movies, uh, top three series of all time, and that's the Back to the Future trilogy. Yeah, I mean... I'm not going to argue against it because you would have a hissy fit and mm. it's uh, you know, the first well, one you would be wrong. One. So, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want you to sick your cats on me while I'm in Colorado. You would not want that. And uh, that could happen. Uh, they can ambush you from the stairs uh, if they're a little hungry. So just watch out for that. You might have to duck once or twice when you get here. You know, what? I'm just going to bring in some, uh, some sausages and you know, that way they won't be hungry. You can you cannot feed cat sausages. What's wrong with you? Uh, you'll have spicy, uh, smelly poops all over the place. Uh, you mean you will? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that was our top five uh, time travel movies, and uh, I'm pretty happy with it. There, uh, you know, you can you could basically anybody could come in and argue the uh, rankings of some of these movies, but uh, definitely oh, wait, reach you... out to us. Mm-hmm. You know what we need? We we don't have an honorable mention. Remember, what was that movie from the 80s where the uh, aircraft carrier gets time warped back <laughs> to December 7th, 1941, right when the Japanese are about to bomb Pearl Harbor? Oh, yes. Uh, that was called The Final Countdown, and it was famous because of this.
yeah, once that's in your head, you can't forget it. But the movie itself, not so great. <laughs> no, no. Because in the end, they really didn't do anything, did they? No, they uh, basically cock tease you the entire movie uh, about interfering with Pearl Harbor uh, with their F-15 or F-14s, I should say. Uh, their F- F-14s. And then they take off. They're on their way to do it. And then they go, oh, wait, we can go back. And they go back and the movie's over. Funny story. I almost got impaled by an F-14 once. That's a salty uh, tale from the sea for another time. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you know what? Put that one up on the shelf. Let's put a pin in that one. And uh, we'll have a little salty sea story next week. Anyway, uh, that was our uh, top five time travel movies. And you know what, Ryan? We've been speaking about time travel, but we actually time traveled this weekend. You know, Dan, I actually have some thoughts on that. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. So because Kaiser Wilhelm wanted to save energy while attacking Verdun in 1916, I have to lose an hour of sleep over 100 years later? Fuck you, K. Willie. That whack shit might have made sense back when people were burning whale blubber to light their hovels. But goddammit, if I'm going to have to live through an ecological disaster in our quest for cheap oil, at least let me sleep in. A lot of people don't even know why or how we started using this bullshit tampering of the temporal. You ask some people and they'll say it's for the farmers. Fuck your agrarian bullshit. Some people will say that it's so kids don't have to wait for the school bus in the dark. I'm sure a lot of you love your kids, but in my life, that hour of sleep is more precious to me than your snot-nosed spawn. And I'm not the only one who realizes that this time theft is a crock of horse shit. Which is weird. Who keeps containers of equine feces and pottery? Sick fucks. But I digress. Studies have shown that daylight saving time doesn't save fuck all. Total energy consumption actually increases by 1%. And there are other studies that illustrate a rise in heart attacks and car crashes with injuries after losing the 2 a.m. hour on a random Sunday morning. There's also an increase in home robberies after a time change. Someone tell these criminals that they won't get their lost hour of tweaking back by stealing my fucking TV! This is just a symptom of our love for old, stupid ideas, like wearing overalls, the Electoral College, and organized religion. The worst, most useless phrase in the English language is, we've always done it this way. And that's a brick of truth to your face, courtesy of the Angry Masons. You know what, Ryan, uh, that uh, I hate... Uh, changing the clocks just as much as everyone. But I'm going to let you and the listeners in on a little bit of a secret right here. What's that? For the last 27 years, I've been studying that incident with the unicorn. And I think I may have made a breakthrough that's going to enable us to time travel. Wait, what? Time travel? Are you going to be like you be like Doctor Who and shit? Hey, hey, hey. What, do you want to get sued? No, 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 no. I'm going to be Professor Wen, and you are going to be my sidekick, Kid Boucher. I don't know if I like the sound of that. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Professor Wen is fine and all. That's brilliant, actually. Uh But Kid Boucher? (laughs) No, no, no. No, no, no. You said it it wrong. It's it's Kid Boucher. Okay. You know, how about we just drop Kid and put, like, Mad. I'd be like the Mad Boucher. (laughs) All right, well. I mean, that's a little boring. It doesn't have as much flair, but uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, no one be should be talking sure. about a 45-year-old man 
and kids <laughs> with flair. I'm not fucking Gary Glitter. If you don't know who that is, Google it. I just, I, I feel like you're saying it wrong. Uh, but all right, we'll just, we're going to let that, we're going to let that rest, I suppose. I don't boosh no kids. That's what you told the authorities. That's, that's what I'm telling everybody. And how, right. how am I the sidekick? I always thought I would be like the protagonist, the, the Don mm-hmm. Quixote, if you will. And you'd be like my sidekick. Well, uh, once again, you are wrong, my friend, just like you are wrong with our list. So, uh, you know, as the time travel experts, I will be Professor Wynn and you will be Kid Boucher. Mad Boucher. I thought we'd discuss <laughs> what? this. Whatever. All right. So if you've got an opinion on uh, Ryan's name change to Kid Boucher, then Mad uh, Boucher. you should <laughs> drop us a comment on Facebook.com slash Angry Masons. Uh, you can reach us uh, by email, angrymasons at catlever.com. Catch us on Twitter at angrymasons. Download new episodes on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash angrymasons. Uh, or Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and iTunes, uh, where we need you to review us. So please, drop us a review. Yeah, even if it's like uh, Kid Boucher is a really fucking weird name. No one should call themselves mm. that. Leave yeah. that, please. Or- Please leave Maybe that. you're like, oh, Kid Boucher uh, is perfect for you, Ryan, and you should go with that. And I want to buy it on a cod piece. So uh, maybe that's what will happen. So, uh, all right, guys. So we'll see you next time. Have a great wait, week. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. What is a Boucher? <laughs> oh, you, you know, Boucher. Okay. There. Does that answer your question? Boosh. Yes, it does. <laughs>